What's going on and welcome into the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope everyone stayed somewhat dry. A little bit of a rainy day here in the Crescent City, but it is a game day to kind of make things a little bit better. The Pelicans will wrap up scrimmage play tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks at 7 p.m. And we are joined today on the podcast by the Fox Sports New Orleans crew, who is also back tonight. Joel Myers, Antonio Daniels, and Jen Hale. Guys, we've been holding down the floor for you guys inside the Smoothie King Center. It's been a little quiet. It's been a little eerie. I have a feeling that will change tonight with you guys back. Well, we're certainly glad to have you all on. We'll, we'll kind of go down the line here and just talk about being back. We'll start with Joel. Uh, Joel, it's going to be a little weirder, for a little different for you, calling a game off a monitor tonight. But just how excited are you to be back um, for Fox Sports New Orleans? Yeah, I, if I had to use binoculars, I wouldn't care. That's <laughs> how much I want to get back, and that's how much I want to do a game and work with AD and Jen and our entire crew. But uh, it's going to be interesting with this, the third preseason or the third scrimmage game to see how much they give the starters the run because the reserves have gotten most of the run as we saw, especially against Denver on Saturday night and 92 of the 119 points came from the bench. So no starter played more than 13 minutes. Now, are they going to ramp it up a little bit because you got to be in game shape. It's going to be a playoff game. Every game's a playoff game now for the Pels starting Thursday night. So it's going to be interesting to see how Alvin allots the minutes. I know he doesn't want to do too much too soon for these guys, but at the same time, game conditioning when you play with the Pels pace is going to be really important. What about you, Antonio? I know this will be a little different for all of us here calling games off the monitor, but just how excited is it to be back? And what are you looking forward to most just to get things going again with a scrimmage tonight? Um, well, I'm, I'm excited to be back in general. I'm excited to be back watching NBA basketball. Um, I know these games have just been scrimmages thus far, but I've been tuned in to every possible scrimmage that I could watch right. um, to get an opportunity to get to, to work with Joel again, to work with Jen again. Uh, incredibly excited about that. Uh, I, I don't know what to expect, though. <laughs> you know, we are in unprecedented times, so we have no idea what this is going to look like, what this is going to feel like. And realistically, um, we're part of history. And to have an opportunity to call games during this time uh, with the global pandemic and everything that's still going on, that's still surrounding this world and this country, um, it'll be different. It'll be different. But it's a different that I'm welcoming and it's a different that I'm excited about. And Jen, you have a very unique perspective from this standpoint is you've already had to go through this with the basketball tournament as far as COVID testing, as far as living in the bubble. I know you won't be in the bubble this time. You'll be with the crew in, in the Smoothie King Center. But how much does that kind of give you a different perspective on going into this NBA restart, knowing that you've kind of already been through it? It is definitely the new normal. And when I say that, there's nothing normal about it. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. First of all, everybody's like family, you know, and I think part of the hardest challenge of this whole pandemic has been being isolated from each other, being away from each other, uh, that loss of communication, that loss of FaceTime. Uh, so I, I think it's really going to be good to all be back together. It, it, as far as TBT goes, um, certainly was good to get back to work. I can tell you, even though it was weird and strange with no fans in the arena and, and all the testing protocols, you, you know, you felt like you were kind of in a movie, at least sports was back and at least we were back to work and that sense of normalcy really helped me personally. Um, so I, I, I'm excited about tonight. The, it'll be a little different for me in the fact that for TBT, I was actually 
as you said, in the bubble and there to watch the games live. Tonight, we'll be calling it from a monitor, but I'll get to be with Joel and AD, which is awesome because for TBT, my crews were in Indianapolis. I was the only one on the ground. So that got lonely after three weeks. That got weird. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. And Jen, I'm going to stick with you for just a second here. You know, knowing that you've been through this with TBT and actually went through the pro protocols, does it give you, I guess, more faith in what the NBA is doing with their bubble? You're looking what's going on with MLB baseball this morning. The fact that so far no one's tested positive inside the bubble um, for coronavirus. This give you faith that maybe this could be the opportunity for the not only the NBA but the NHL to, to maybe be able to fulfill their whole season just based on what's going on? Daniel, absolutely bubbles work if people are committed and do them right. They're not easy. They're not fun. Um, but, but, but they work. So I think for teams and leagues who are committed to getting sports back and committed to being back to play, um, they can do it safely. And the, the TBT bubble was very similar to what we're seeing with the NBA bubble. When you buy in and you follow those rules, uh, you can have sports back. So I think it comes down to a matter of how important is it? What are folks willing to sacrifice to get back to work and to have sports back in their lives? Um, it's, it's a little strange. It's going to take some extra time. It's going to take some extra patience. Um, again, not, not fun, but, but to me, totally worth it and totally doable uh, to get back to work and to get that sense of normalcy in some form or fashion back in your life. Absolutely. Is it possible to make our, our, our country a bubble? You would think I it'd wish. be nice. I feel like we'd be uh, getting done with this a lot quicker if we are able Me to too. do that, AD. Absolutely. And, 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 that's, and that's a tough part about it, you know, with NFL and coming, trying to come back and college football and MLB going what they go through. Um, I guess it is, you know, nice right now to see that the bubble is working uh, for the NBA. And Antonio, I'll stick with you just for a second while I have you, because I do want to talk about these first two scrimmages. I know you said you've been watching all of them as much as you can uh, during your time before you came here to NOLA. But as far as the Pelicans are concerned, look, we've talked about this the last two games on our radio broadcast. How much of these games can you take with a grain of salt as far as, look, they're two scrimmage mm -hmm. games. You play two undermanned teams in the Nuggets and the Nets. And how much can you actually say, wow, this part was beneficial for the team getting back what I guess what can fans take away from those two games that you can maybe trickle into the, the restart you know what Daniel you just talked about the fact that the Pelicans playing two undermanned teams and honestly when you're a young basketball team that is going into the restart of the season and you have to hit the ground running the other teams don't matter who you're playing against honestly is irrelevant the way you're playing going into these games is relevant and there are a few things that you wanted to see from this Pelicans team heading in, even into these scrimmages. One, you wanted to see if guys were healthy and you wanted to see if guys were in shape. After a four-month hiatus, it's difficult to just come back, ramp your body back up, and have the ability to get up or down. And then the first scrimmage, to almost put up 100 points in a 40-minute game. Remember, that wasn't a 48-minute game. That was a 40-minute right. game. So to almost put up 100 points, 99 points in a 40-minute game, you see that guys are, are, are committed to their bodies. They're committed to, to conditioning because when you're playing in the Alvin Gentry system, you're going to push the basketball. And every team that plays against the Pelicans understand that pace is something that they have to scout. So you have that. You have guys that are in conditioning. You have guys that are healthy. And the other thing you want to see is guys playing together. And that has, has transferred over now from the middle of March when the season was postponed 
Capone and his team was playing really, really good basketball playing together. It's nice to see that carry over after this four-month hiatus into these scrimmages thus far. Joel, let's go to you. You know, you mentioned the minutes and what Alvin Gentry will do tonight. How do you see his philosophy going into tonight? Maybe I'll get AD's thoughts after as well. Do you go into this as a dress rehearsal? You ramp guys up getting ready for Thursday? Or do you play the safe factor and health, making sure everyone's ready to go and, and just make sure everyone is feeling healthy for Thursday? How do you approach this for your Alvin Gentry with this su- being such a unique situation? Well, you know, you're, not, you're going to play him possibly a little bit more than you did on Saturday night, but you're not going to go full bore because that's Thursday night and you're going to need these guys 30 to 35 minutes, probably your starters. So it'd be nice if it was the blowout and you didn't need them that many minutes. But uh, to what AD brought up was they really look like it's been seamless. They've averaged over the first two games about 31 assists. So they picked up where they left off because they won eight of their last 13 before the the league was shut down. So I think there is some continuity and consistency. And fortunately, you have been – the Pels have eight guys 25 or under. But you've got those vets like Drew, J.J., Derek Favors, uh, the stabilizers. And you can tell that they're all on the same page. I remember that shot, and I've been watching like AD every one of these uh, uh, scrimmages over the weekend – Pels, they're in sync. J.J. Redick put his arm on Brandon Ingram. You could tell <laughs> it's a real bond with this group. And so they're going to have each other's back, and they're going to look out for each other. But they share it on the court, which is really big. They're not a selfish team. They're an unselfish team. So that's the healthy part of it all. But back to your original premise, I don't think you're going to see the starters play tons of minutes tonight. But I would think they're going to play a little bit more than 12 or 13, which we saw on Saturday night. And then you've got to remember, uh, and AD can touch on this even more than me, Zion. And then he's been away for 12 or 13 days by the time he plays on Thursday. Now he'll be able to rejoin the team before that so he can get some run in in practice. But at the same time, you're going to have to pay attention to his minutes in particular. Go ahead, AD. What do you think about for tonight's Joe game and that philosophy? And go into Zion, too, about how that's going to be a challenge getting ramped up for Thursday when you're really only going to have two days of practice. You know, th- th- this is a, a, a different – it's a different situation because Zion hasn't played for 12 or 13 days. He hasn't done anything active for 12 or 13 days. So still being in quarantine, once you get out, these ne- – like, th- obviously tonight's scrimmage is important. But honestly, the next two days of practice may be just as important as tonight's scrimmages. Because, like Joel said, you aren't going to go out and play guys a ton of minutes tonight. No, because this is not Thursday yet. You want to use this as continued uh, progress as far as dress rehearsal is concerned. But these next two days of practice, these next two days of practice need to be geared toward, um, toward Thursday toward getting guys prepared to play 30 to 35 minutes, toward getting Zion back on the floor, getting him an opportunity to get up and down the floor um, and find his rhythm again. Because we don't know what Thursday looks like. You know, um, with, after a four-month hiatus and then coming back and then uh, getting up and down a little bit and then having, you know, being forced to go home uh, due to a family emergency, the last thing that you want to do with Zion is rush him back. You know, he, he's in, right. incredibly important to the success of this team. So uh, these next two days, and we're talking about Tuesday and Wednesday, and obviously the shoot-around on Thursday morning may be just as important as tonight's game is versus Milwaukee Bucks. 
That's a great point, Antonio. And Jen, I want to go to you from this standpoint, since you were inside that TBT bubble and players playing without fans, I know those kind of games, you know, with them, some of them are, are former college athletes and pro athletes, and they've played in front of stadiums before, but how long did it take guys to get accustomed to such a, a different atmosphere inside a building with, with so much going on as far as social distancing and protocol and wearing masks? Did it take the players um, a little bit more time to get adjusted, or did they just want to go out there and play basketball and that really didn't phase them? Honestly, for the most part, Daniel, it didn't phase them. And, and I don't think for these games and these eight play-in, if you will, games uh, leading up to who, who makes the playoffs and who gets to possibly be that ninth seed to challenge probably Memphis for that eighth seed and play-in, I don't think you're going to see a ton of drop-off or effect from not having fans. Yes, it's a different atmosphere. Yes, it's a little bit harder. You have to bring your own energy. But I think there has been so much buildup and so much anticipation that, that, that it'll click. The, these guys know how to motivate themselves. These guys have veterans on their squad that know how to get them up and going. It has certainly been a topic of discussion in the Pelicans locker room, I can tell you that. Um, talking with a couple different guys and a couple of the coaches, uh, they're going to bring their own. I think where you're going to see the effect more so is if we play a regular season and you're on game 35 on Monday, you're on game 55 on Wednesday. Uh, I think that's where you're going to see the energy drop and, and have the, the effect of not having that crowd to feed off of. I don't think we're going to see it that much here uh, in the NBA bubble, and we certainly didn't see it much in the TBT bubble, much like TBT, which was single elimination. Um, for the Pelicans, there's not a lot of racing room, as Joel likes to say. Three and a half games back, eight games to make it up. So uh, they're well aware of the situation and well aware that every game Every quarter, every period is critical. I, I'll tell you what, though. The NBA got this right. Yeah. They got this right. And, and that, that is what is amazing. Like, it is amazing to watch. Because if you didn't know any better and you didn't realize that these guys were in a bubble and that we were currently in the middle of a global pandemic, which does not allow fans to attend games, you wouldn't know any different. The way that they have done the cameras, the way that they have done the – uh, the screens that are set up around the arena, uh, the, the piped-in noise that you can hear, whether it's crowd noise, the fans, the music, whatever it may be. The NBA did an excellent job of um, Adam Silver and the brain trust in the NBA. And, and, and honestly, doing something I honestly did not see happening to this level. We all wonder what it would look like. Okay, what is it going to look like in an empty gym with the world's best basketball players running up and down? Giannis Antetokounmpo versus LeBron James or uh, Zion Williamson versus John Morant with nobody in the stands. But they did such an excellent job of making this product um, almost, almost seamless. It's seamless. And if you did not know any better, you would not realize that there are no fans there. They, they, they did their job. Fantastic yeah. job by Adam Silver and the Brain Trust. In the NBA. And Daniel, let me just touch on what AD said. It's really impressive because they were ahead of the curve. They were ahead of the game. They, the protocol that they have arrived set things up for success. So, and then we heard about the 110-page book that they gave to the CDC in preparation that they were going to have everything covered. And then if you watched over the weekend like we have, these guys are playing their hearts out. They're playing like there's 18,000 in the building. They're playing passionate basketball. I watched Memphis last night. I watched all the games yesterday. These guys are playing hard. Ask T.J. McConnell.